Hello, and welcome to Channel Divinity, a 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. This is Trent. I will be your DM and host for the adventure. And going around the table, we have... I'm I'm Cassiel, and I am a rogue. Uh, I play Vesper, and he's a ranger. I am blank, and I play a druid. We're so awkward right now. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a little it's been, bit. It has like been a while. three weeks yeah. since we've recorded. You could say I'm a little rusty. <laughs> but don't. Wait, Except you you're made of wood? of wood. I'm mostly made of wood, yeah. <laughs> okay. The metal bits are rusty. The metal there bits are rusty. All right. So last time on Channel Divinity, our party has We should been... call him Slappy. That'd be creepy. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is not a horror podcast. Goosebumps? Um, Oh, we're watching the show right now. Oh, really? Yeah, it's good. Oh, nice. All right, well, last time on Channel Divinity, um, the party met together in Stagrest, and they were paired up to partake in the annual buck hunt. Um, they had one day before the hunt began, and so as they left Stag's house, the crazy man who is Blank's father, um, and he... Uh, well, whoa, not Warren. No, it is Warren. The mayor's son. Well, I look up his name. We'll just his call name him is Nelson. 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 Yeah, I had it written down somewhere. Warren's the dude he beats up. Nelson sent them on a mini side quest to go deliver something, and turns out that there were bandits there to kill them and take their money. Um, after coming back to town, Cassiel, wanting justice, decided to stay with the sheriff. To after talking, trying to talk to the mayor, he decided to stay with the sheriff to potentially interrogate the one bandit that was still alive. Blank and Vesper went and had a fabulous dinner at Killam and Grillam, cooked by Blank, and then they went to Stag to try to figure out how to find the biggest buck. I'm still upset that uh, Dean did not accept Stag's offer to be his son. Stag did offer. <laughs> oh Vesper. yeah, Stag did offer Vesper to be his dad. He's just the community and, uh, dad now. He gave them two quests. He told Blank to go out into the middle of the deer and in the center of town in the clearing. To the group his, of deer. Yeah, yeah. I guess I should say that, not the middle of the deer. The group of the middle of the giant group of deer in the center of town to meet with his brother, who which he then ran into a giant golden stag, who said hello, brother, and then. Vesper is on his way to clean the shrine of Achetta. We're going to jump right in with Blank because he has the most gravitas moment. Uh, I don't know if that's how you use that word, but that's how I used it. We'll go with it. You're the DM. Ah, yes, all power. Uh, <laughs> the Trent Lord. Yes. Trent Davies. Blank. You're standing there. You look around. It is The sun is not quite set yet. It's probably only around 5.30. And because it's early summer, uh, days are long and nights are short. Um, you're standing there right in front of the giant golden stag. And it is just looking at you. Uh, it has just said, hello, brother. I kind of just stare into its eyes and reach out my arms. Kind of like rake my wooden fingers across its antlers to kind of just like wear it down a little bit because I've seen them scratch their antlers against trees. So mm-hmm. I kind of do a similar thing. As you reach up and you and you touch his antlers, he, he kind of like leans into it a little bit and then he moves his head violently for a second 
and a shedding of one of the antlers pops off into your hand. I and, I, and I drop it. <laughs> he looks at you and he goes, A gift for my brother. Gift received. He picks it up and <laughs> this is gonna be it, an awkward it, conversation from he, he an picks animal it up and <laughs> someone that doesn't talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he picks it up and examines it. How big is the Um it is a smaller shedding. It's like a piece of one of the antlers came off. Okay, I did not research deer. <laughs> I don't know how they shed their antlers. I just know they do. So It's a seasonal thing. Yeah. And I know it's that. always bull. Oh, this one only did one because it's magic. Fair enough. But the is, whole it the, antler? is it the whole antler or is it just a piece it's of It's usually that? just it's the, like whole the whole antler. Thing. Oh, shoot. Well, you're. it's, it's also like a magical stack. It's so a magical yeah, you stack. Just have it it's just, just part like of it. A, probably a branch, maybe the size of someone's cell phone. Okay, so it's like. It's, it's pretty small. Like a twig. So it's probably it's, it's one like of the twig. points. It's yeah, not like it's, the full it's thing. It's one of okay. the nubs at the end. Of gotcha. The okay. I, yeah, I kind and of... And it's, it's still gold, and it is still, like, sparkling and glowing faintly. Can I do an arcana check on it? For sure. Nat 20. No way, Woo! really? Okay. First roll of the night, baby. Yeah. All right, so you kind of look at this, and you, you try to sense it. It is overwhelming with magic, but it also has another type of energy inside of it as well that you can detect with this arcana check. You don't really know what this energy is, but it feels immensely familiar to you. And as you feel this energy, an emotion that you haven't really felt kind of starts to creep up and then quickly goes back down. And it's it's loneliness I kind of just like look at the the like piece of the horn and I look back at him and then I kind of just like rest down um, into the grass, kind of just disappearing into the tall grass. And I he, look, the, I just kind of switch in between viewing him and viewing the horn, trying to figure out how I can either figure out how to get that emotion back or what it's tied to. The stag lays down next to you and kind of like offers his stomach for you to lean against as he's laying down on the ground. Well, depresso boy style, I'm a lean against <laughs> his stomach. <laughs> and then it just lays its head down and starts to sleep. We're actually going to jump away from you for a moment. We're going to jump over to eeny, meeny, miny Cassiel. Um, Cassiel, you're sitting there. You've been standing. Sitting- Oh, you're standing. Yeah, I'm, I forgot that he didn't yeah, have a chair. Yeah, he didn't have a chair. <laughs> so, squat. so I'm just kind of like leaning against the wall. Every once, every once in a while, I adjust myself. I'm kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, the sheriff, he's just doing his, I think I said Sudoku puzzle or crossword puzzle. Yeah, something like he's that. He's doing that on the table. Doesn't even look at you. You've been waiting here for like two-ish hours now. And at this point, um, you hear a scream. Just a, ah! and then silence. And it's coming from the jail cell. All right, Sheriff, do you want <laughs> me to go with you? <laughs> the sheriff, yeah, the, the moment that happens, the sheriff stands up and is like, oh, what's, what's going on? All right, let's be fast. And yeah. he, he runs over to the cell and he opens up the door and, and you see just like a basic cell and there is a crossbow bolt through the neck of this bandit that's been in the jail cell. And it looks like it must have been shot through the barred window. I, I run up to the barred window and I kind of... Well, you, you can't get in the cell. The cell's locked. Oh, the cell's locked. And then yeah. I say, all right, Sheriff, crossbow bolt and Nelson's lackeys had crossbows. 
like, okay, but like everyone in town has a crossbow. We're all hunters here. <laughs> that doesn't prove anything. Well, still, st- st- things start to add up because you also use bulls. It's true, but it's true, but it is not any kind of criminal evidence pointing at them. But would there be any insignia or anything on the bolt itself? From let's who made check. It? And he pulls out his keys and he opens the door and he walks in and he grabs the bolt and he pulls it out of the neck. I feel for a pu- oh no, it's in the neck. <laughs> oh, oh it, this it went guy's right. Dead. It went right through the neck. <laughs> I was gonna he's say dead. I was like, if it's in his torso, I check to see if it- no, no, he's, it he's went toast. through the neck. He's dead. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the sheriff grabs the crossbow and pulls that of the neck and is like, huh, I'll, I'll roll for him. No, I, I can't. It's just a regular crossbow bolt. Nothing special about this. I mean, the guy would be outside the window or at least running right <laughs> That's now. That's true. I, 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 like I was going to do before, but you said yeah. so was like, I run up to the window after having this thought. Roll a perception check. Honestly, it's less of a perception and it's more of a me wondering if this guy got away check. I'll roll for that as well, actually. It's not going to be high. It's going to be like a five. Oh. It's a. It's not a five. I, wait, no, I'm proficient. It is a five. All right. That's not enough. Um, You look and you see like a flash of a black cloak and that's it. All right. I'm going to go see if I can track him down. Sheriff just nods his head and he's like, I'm going to clean up. Sounds good. Uh, so I'm going to go outside to where I saw. Actually, as you reach right. the door. You you beginning to open the door. You hear a sound. It's whistling. Someone is whistling just a a meaningless tune. And I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. All right, both rolls tonight for me have been three. <laughs> All right. Um. So it's it's I'm not proficient. It's three. Who wherever this whistling is coming from, you can hear the direction, and it's moving in a direction as if someone's walking. It doesn't exactly feel like it's calling to you or like it's, it's like charming you to prompt you to come towards it, but it almost, it's like there's a gravity coming from whoever is whistling and that gravity is just, you feel like slowly pulled in towards it. Like almost, uh, not, I'm it's, trying, it's not is it like, resistible? It's not like, it is resistible. This okay. is not, I'm not forcing you to do this because this is not like a charm that's forcing you to do something outside of your will. It just feels like whoever is whistling has a gravity around them. They're coming from outside? Yeah, they're, they're walking. They just walked past the door and they're walking farther down the road. Okay, I'm going to leave the building and first, can I spot who's you can. walking? It's an old man with a walking stick and he's just whistling as he pokes the ground with his walking stick and he's uh he's walking slowly towards what looks to be a small shack-ish house with a rocking chair and a sword in the front with seeing like the pace that he's walking would he have been walking by when the figure in the cloth ran um at the pace that he is walking he probably he could have seen something right. you, you don't know entirely sure yeah for sure but he was in the area all right um i mean i'm gonna run up to him okay hello you- sir he looks at why hello there. Oh, what can I what can I do you for? Oh, so uh he he doesn't he stops, but he and then he says, "Can we uh can we can we walk and talk? I need to get back to my chair." And you can see his legs are like shaking a little bit. For sure. Do you need any help? No, no. I'm I'm fit as a fell. He doesn't even accept it, but he he just slowly walks and he says, well, "What can I do you for?" 
So uh, there's a there was a figure that got himself into trouble just right outside the sheriff's place, and he was running off. Um, mm. I, I think he was wearing a black cloak. Did you happen to see him or I, see where he went? I did. I, I saw someone with a black cloak. Did you see their face, maybe? At this point, you're at the house, and he, he walks up the steps, and he, he sits down. And he sits down, and he, he grabs, like, a blanket that's kind of on the chair, and he puts it over his legs, and then he grabs the sword that's next to it, and he puts that on his legs as well. And he just looks contemplatively, and he says, Um, no... I didn't catch their face. Um, Any other details that might help us it out? Was, uh, it was definitely a human. Human-sized. Uh, Taller, shorter? Average. I, w- I would say average. And as he reaches down, he his hand rests on the sword, and I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. It's a crit fail. I am not rolling well tonight. Oh, wow. Okay. This is the strangest feeling you've ever felt. Because it's a mixture of two feelings you felt before. One is the surge of unbearable pain. And the other is a surge of, like, almost cleansing, healing light. It, it As they're working together, it's almost like... It's a really, really, really hard massage where, like, it hurts, but at the same time, it, it feels, it feels kind of good. good. It hurts good. It hurts it's real good. It's a good, good. kind of pain. It hurts real good, but it is overwhelming as you just feel it standing next to this guy. Then I'm going to say, ah, uh, um, uh, all right, sir, um, I'm going to go look for him. He nods his head and he says, oh, you, you do that, Sonny. Um, I'll if bring you, back some meat him. from the hunt, maybe, for you, for your oh, troubles. Oh, thank you. But you don't need to do that. Oh, it's no problem. I, I, I've got to, I've got to run, though, sir. Oh, okay. Um, good, what was your name again? Uh, my name's Cassiel. Cassiel. My, na- my name's Horace, and he sticks out a gnarled hand. It's, it's kind of shaking as he sticks it out. I'll reach for it and shake it. He shakes your hand, and he just looks at you, and he's old. He's got a big, bushy white beard and kind of, like, shoulder-length white hair. But his eyes, despite his infirmities, his eyes are still crystal blue. They are intelligent and sharp as attack as he looks at you. He just nods and says, if you have any suspects, bring them bring them over to me. I'll see if I can match a body shape to them. I've done some work like this in the past. That'll be perfect, sir. All right, I'm going to run. I don't have to miss him. And I, I didn't run off. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to go to where I saw the cloaked figures and... I'm going to try to look for, like, footsteps, because it's maybe right. a dusty road or yeah, something. Yeah, it's, you know, it's dusty. It hasn't rained recently, so it's not muddy, but you can probably find some footprints. Roll a survival check. All right. <laughs> Fourth roll. <laughs> three, Let's three, see. and a one. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Not awful. It's an 11. All right. Um, You can see some footprints, but it's really hard to see where they're leading. All right. Because around the sheriff's house is kind of dust, but past that is more grassy. And so you can't track it once it hits the grass, but you see them in the dust. And with that, we're actually going to jump over to Vesper. That's me. All right, Vesper, you were on your way to the shrine of Acheta, the goddess. Yeah, to clean it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he told you to go clean it up. Um, and he told you where it is. It's just outside of town. So you walk over there. And when you get there, 
you see it is a rather small shrine, just really four wooden posts with a small roof connecting all four of them. And under that small roof is probably around half a regular person's height, so maybe only like three-ish feet tall. That's the same. The the roof is only around three-ish feet tall. Um, And there's a wooden statue of a woman carved with two, I think it's gazelle antlers coming out. It's the ones that like stick out and then go straight up. Yeah, gazelle. Um, Yeah, two gazelle antlers. Or antelope. Antelope. Antelope's the one I was thinking of. It's two like antelope-like horns and a tail and like goat legs. And this this woman is is just standing there. It's a a wood carved woman, but is incredibly accurate. And as you look around, you see there is a small shed, you know, like connected to a tree a little ways away. And the shrine is not horribly kept. It seems like someone has been coming here to clean it up at least somewhat regularly. But there are there's like a small offering plate in front of it and a place where there's like a mat where you could kneel. And the offering plate has a couple like wilted flowers on it. Okay, um, can I see what needs to be cleaned? Yeah, you can see, you probably would take away the flowers, um, clean up, like, that kind of thing, and any dirt that's gotten up on it, dust it down, maybe sweep the mat off, um, and the shed that's over by the side yeah. kind of looks, it kind of looks like a maintenance, like a maintenance shed. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go check the shed for any kind of tools. Yeah, it's got, like, a broom and, like, a duster. Okay, so, so I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna proceed to do those things you said, I'm gonna sweep around uh maybe if there's a rag or something like that yeah there is a rag and there's like a small bucket but there's no water in the there's bucket. no water uh okay is there a stream nearby um would there be what i have remember or there is a stream somewhat nearby but it'd probably be easier oh, to you walk know what? Back i have a water town. skin okay i was gonna say probably be easier um, to walk back to town and i'm just well. going to pour water from the water skin onto the rag okay. and kind of polish the statue all right um, and then if I can, I'm going to walk and try and find some just like wildflowers to replace the flowers that were put there okay. already. Uh, go ahead and roll me a religion check. Religion? Religion. The three. You feel nothing. <laughs> you yeah, feel empty. <laughs> I don't feel the Holy Spirit. You, you, you don't feel anything at all. Um, and you replace the flowers. Um, do you kneel and worship at it at all? Uh, no, not really. I, Vesper is, he's kind of, um, he doesn't know how he feels about the gods because, um, I mean, like, like they don't, they haven't really helped their peoples as much. Like Hidalga literally kills her peoples. Zonari left and, you know, most of the gods, they all kind of just abandoned their own peoples. Yeah. And so he's like not big into worship, but like he'll respect, especially a Cheddar. He's heard the best things about. So that's why he's putting, maybe that's why he doesn't feel anything. He's, he's really intent on trying to get this as clean as possible for like, for an efficient amount of time, you know? Yeah. You you scrub the statue down, you replace the flowers, and once you're finished, you take a step back and you kind of like look at the statue and you nod your head. You're like, yeah, this is clean now. This is, this is well done. And as you do that, you feel a small pulse from your scroll. Okay. Um, have I felt that before? Maybe a long time ago, but not in the last several years. Okay, so I take the scroll off of its like holder thing okay. on my... the. Like my back, it's on like yeah, 
Like if you've seen, if any of you have played, I know you haven't, Trent, but if you've played, um, shoot, what's it called? It, uh, Halo. Okay. He straps like <laughs> a circular tube, like bomb onto the back of his waist. Oh yeah. 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 As the clips for it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's basically like, he's got a, a case on that spot, like the back of his lower back kind of thing. Okay. Um, and so he like, he, he takes a scroll out of that. Um, and he's going to open it. Right. It's like an ornate, um, just like normal scroll paper or whatever. But like, uh, you, like some scrolls are just rolled up pieces of paper. This scroll has like the actual like wooden bar that goes through the top that, you know, and yeah. it's actually, it's a, um, a two pronged one. So it's got like the two bars, almost like the dragon warrior. Um, um, but like he, yeah, it's kind of like that kind of fanciness and he opens it to look at, is it glowing? So as you look at it, most of this is in, in intelligible writing. It's runes of, of miscellaneous type that you have never been able to read, but there are several lines that you can read. And one of the lines is glowing ever so faintly. I think you know which line it is, but for the listeners... Yo, I'm not actually... From, I don't remember what Oh, line. you don't remember it? Okay. No. Well... I need to pull that up and just bring it with me. Yeah, probably. Well, dang it. Dean didn't remember. That means I have to go look up the picture of it. Came up with this a long time ago. And I can read that line. And it gets that line. Yes. That line... Away. So there are... I think it's six lines that you can read normally. And this line is one of those six lines, and it is glowing ever so slightly. The line that is glowing says, Loyalty. My family is divided. Unite them. That line is glowing ever so faintly, and as you stare at it, the line slowly fades away. I just like... Not the line, but like the glow slowly fades away. I just like look around, and I'm like, what? What does that even mean? What is? What do you want? I just like yell at the scroll. Um, when you yell at the scroll saying, what do you want? You hear a small crack of a stick behind you. And you hear someone say, sorry, uh, didn't, um, didn't mean to hear that. My bad. And as you turn and look, it is Sharon, the uh, waitress slash daughter of the, you know, Andre, who owns the Kill'em and Grill'em. Uh, she is blonde. You know, I already described her, so you know what she looks like. But she's blonde. She When she walks up this time, she is wearing some, like, basic, more more hardier clothing than before. She was wearing, like, more commoner's clothing. Now she's wearing more, like, leathers. And she's got, like, a case on her back. And she sees you and she goes, oh, uh, hey, um, didn't know you were going to be here. Uh, I will leave now um that's okay sharon you can Um, keep yelling at your scroll yeah i'm just frustrated at things she just looks at you and goes what happened um it's pretty complicated but like uh i'm on some sort of quest Mm. and i don't actually really know what i'm doing but i know i gotta do it nice yeah, nice. 
Uh, at this point, she is no longer like slowly backing away, and she's like, she's just standing normally, and she's like, oh, okay, well, not that crazy. Are you, are you gathering wood right now? Or goes, no, actually, um, I came here for the shrine, but looking at it, it kind of looks like Stag asked you to clean it recently. Oh, do you normally clean it? Yeah, I'm I'm normally the one that cleans it. I clean it every couple days. Um, I pray at it every day though. She actually walks up past you at this point, and she kneels down on the mat, and she just kind of like, I don't know folds her hands and bows her head a little bit, and she just, you know, seems to be saying some kind of little prayer in her head. I'm going to um, kneel next to her, but not, like, religious kneel. It's like the one knee kneel, like proposing kneel, but I'm not proposing. Um, Wow, that was a fast relationship. (laughs) um, I'm just going to, like, almost like kneeling slash squatting. Yeah. Um, And I just say, like, you're... Pretty religious then? Her eyes are still closed and her head is still bowed, but she just says, uh, not really that religious, actually. Um, Stag just told me to do this, and so I do it to kind of appease him because he's a little crazy. Um, you know, and uh, you know, after you build a habit, you just kind of keep doing it. It's, it's kind of cathartic, actually, just kind of talking about your worries and thinking about things while kneeling here. Maybe you should try it. Maybe you should... You don't have any direction, right? Like, well, what's the harm of just speaking your thoughts blatantly? I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not a priest. I'm not a priestess. I have very little religious experience, but eh, it's cathartic. And at that, she kind of stands up and dusts her, dusts her knees off. She looks at you and says, well... Um, have you, have, can I ask you a question? Oh, yeah, definitely. Have you ever gotten, like, answers? There's this one time a butterfly landed on me. I thought it was an answer, but then it flew away. So no, I, I don't think I've ever gotten a real answer. I think of it more as just like, like I said, I'm not very actually religious. I think it's more just cathartic to think your thoughts out. You know, have a little meditation time almost. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I guess that's what you caught me doing when you walked out. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like it was a, less a quiet meditation though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she laughs a little and she's like, <laughs> Anyway, yeah. you are right, though. Stag is the one who asked me. I probably should go tell him I finished it so, you know, he doesn't, like, shank me or something. No, he he's crazy, but he, like, he won't, he'll never hurt anyone. Good to Pro- know. Probably. I mean, look, some of those taxidermy animals in there, they might hurt you yeah, before those Stag things does. Are freaky. I've had um, nightmares. Yeah. He shudders and, like, looks away. Anyways, uh... She says, yeah, uh, I'm He's actually, awkward. He's never really talked to girls she before. She seems so a he's little like, awkward, too. Uh, she's, like, sociable, but she sense, she picks up on your awkwardness. And she's like, well, I'm gonna stay here for a little while longer. So if you, you know... If yeah, you yeah, go, I'll get going, yeah. Okay, uh, Anyways, see you later. See you later, Sharon. All right, bye. And... Yeah, and I head back to Stags. Okay. You slowly head back to Stags. Um... We're gonna jump back to Cassiel. We're going to skip blank, sorry. Unless blank. Okay. Now you're going to skip you. Cassio. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are you doing, Cassio? Um, all right, so I, I, I can't see where the tracks are going. Um, I'm going to go inside the sheriff's place. Okay, you find the sheriff has cleaned up. Um, I can't remember, was the stack of dead bodies still just in the room? 
I don't know if I don't know if he did anything with him. I don't think he did. He has thrown the this dead body on that stack, and he's back at his desk doing a Sudoku puzzle. All right, Sheriff. Um, oh, I forgot to ask his name. The old man who lives just at, and I kind of give him directions where the house is. He he looks at you. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Horace. Oh, that's right. You did say the name. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Cassie will just forgetful. Like yeah, yeah, Horace. No, David is forgetful. <laughs> um, like yeah, Horace. Horace is a no. He's actually a Templar. That's, really, that little shack over there is the Templar outpost here. Okay. Um, All right. Well, uh, Horace. Uh, he doesn't do did, much though. Yeah, Horace did see the figure. Oh. Um. Didn't good. see a whole list of details. Kind of dark. It's the afternoon, and he was wearing the black cloak. Uh, average height. Um, cool, cool. Yeah. Let, I, me write, let me write this down. And he writes down another number in the Stoku problem. I said, all right. I can clearly <laughs> see that you're dedicated to your work. Oh, so dedicated. And he writes uh, down another number. And then he goes, oh, shoot. I, I misspelled something. Dang it. And he erases that number that he just put down. <laughs> I just look at him. I say, all right. Well, mental note. You're on the list, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, if you're not going to do any work, I'm not either. However, no, I'm doing so much work, actually. However, if they get in our way again or attack us again, there will be lots of blood spilt. He just nods his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely. I, I'll, I'll make sure to do that. Yeah, not from you. Yeah. Have a good and then, night, sir. And then sir. he finally looks up and he's like, wait, what? Have a good night, sir. Yeah, you too. And he goes back to the Sudoku problem. <laughs> <laughs> Are you feeling infuriated yet? Uh, yes. <laughs> Cassiel is quite... Because you said earlier he was seeking justice. No, he is seeking <laughs> vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> he does not like being uh, crossed. But um, he's at this point. He's kind of like, you know what? I don't want to become a criminal in this town. Yeah. And so I'm going to forget about it. But if something, like he said, if something happens again, yeah, good. So he, at that point, he's gonna probably head to um, Antlers Inn. Yeah, that's where everyone's staying. Right? Yeah, that's where uh, everyone is having a free stay there from the mayor. All right, that's where he's gonna go. I'm like 99% confident it was Antlers in, but it's been three weeks, so. Actually, he's going to, he's going to, uh, he, as he exit, thinking he's going to go back to Antlers in, he's going to walk back to Horace. Okay. You walk to Horace and he's just sitting on the rocking chair, slowly rocking, and he's got his sword in his lap and he's got one hand on the sword and the other hand you see has now, uh, he's got a pipe out and he's, uh, he's smoking a pipe. And he sees you walk up and he, he takes the pipe out of his mouth and like, and shoots out like a, a puff ring. of smoke. Yeah, a, <laughs> a ring. ring. And then he goes, oh, why, why hello? Ca- Cassiel, you're back. I am, Horace. Uh, the sheriff's not going to be much help catching this troublemaker. He just shakes his head. No, can't. Sheriff is, uh, he's a, he's a man, all right. Yeah, uh, I, I'd say he's a boy. Probably a child at most. Well, he's, he's a bit older than... But not well. for me. <laughs> well... I, I'm an elf. Oh, that's that's fair. That's fair. He's not as old as me either. 
<laughs> oh, are you okay? And then he, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then he takes another deep puff from his pipe. He told me you're a Templar. Yeah, I'm, I am a Templar. Are you retired or? Nope. Wow, you're quite they dedicated to your craft. don't let me retire. That's awful. <laughs> yeah, I just, I hang out here. It's like, it's basically retirement. That's, I never have to do anything. That's fair. Are there any yeah. other Templars in town? Nope, just me. That's fine. I'm the, I'm the Templar at this outpost. Um, I guess they thought I was enough. All right. Uh, but, well, uh, I believe you probably would be. Uh, is it? I, oh, I am. For sure. He, he's, his hand like grips tightly on the sword for a second, and then slowly he kind of like like keeps the pipe in his mouth and reaches down and grabs his hand and kind of like slowly pries the fingers off the sword. Oh, well, Horace, would it be all right if I just kind of uh sat here with you? Sure. Pull up a chair. There's another chair next to you. Right. Sit down. I pull the chair up and I kind oh, of just sit the there. He just slowly rocks on his chair. If he doesn't initiate any conversation, I go to sleep. He does not initiate any conversation. You <laughs> just, right. just fall asleep. I just sleep there next to him. All right. We're going to jump over to... Isn't it like almost nighttime? Yeah, at this point, it's probably around 6, 6.30. Those sensations were still going on, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah, then I... Like, yeah. The, as, um, the moment you're around him again, uh, you start feeling it. All right, yeah, I just sleep in, in those sensations. All right, we're going to jump over to Blank real quick. Blank, well, what's you doing? I, I've just been trying to figure out how this little horn piece feels familiar, and he's been thinking about it for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, however long it's been taking, and he just kind of goes like i am missing something i'm missing something and he kind of like twists over to the stag and he kind of like the stag shakes his it head up and looks at i you. am missing something you have something i am missing and he's just trying to figure out how to word that he's he's felt something but he doesn't know how to put it out there yeah. to this deer who doesn't understand <laughs> human or robot emotion but the it's stag, happening the stag looks at you and kind of like cocks his head slowly to the side and then says I am family. Are you my family? You feel familiar. You, you're you 30% familiar to me. In all of my records that I have, you are 30% familiar to me. Does that make you family? I... I don't know. I don't even know I, what family I, is. I don't know, brother. But I can be family. And he kind of nuzzles his head against you. And, and he kind of just, he shuts up for like five, ten seconds. And then it's just like, I guess I would like that. And kind of just sits back down. But why would you give me this? He looks at you and he says, Something feels familiar about you as well. something's familiar between the two of us and he kind of just yeah sits back and goes back to resting on the stack's belly blink learns the spell call familiar <laughs> <laughs> no ride the stag into battle yeah. <laughs> blink as you as you lean back up lean back up against the deer your your head slowly no up. blink is the stag's familiar oh you're right you're <laughs> That's right, right. <laughs> <laughs> blink as you as you lean back up against the stag your gaze slowly looks upward and you've been here for probably a good hour, hour and a half, maybe even two hours. And the sun has set and is setting at this point. There's still some light coming from it, and the stars are out. 
And as you look at the stars, another emotion triggers. It's again, this time it's un it's kind of like loneliness. It's unfamiliarity. It's feeling like you don't belong as you look at these stars. And as you look at these stars, you hear a voice in your head and it says, it's a robotic voice. It's not like someone's voice echoing through your head. It's a robotic voice that just says, stars detected. And a hatch on your wrist opens and a small crystal comes out and then is like moved into the center of the palm of your hand. He's going to sit up as that's happening, kind of like, what? <laughs> this small crystal is a, it looks like a small triangular prism. And it aligns itself in the center of your palm. And then the center of your palm opens. And light shoots out through the prism and reflects. And it comes out of the point in the top. And it forms almost a holographic screen of a star map. He's just mesmerized at this point. And this star map, you look up, you look at the star map, you compare them, and it's different stars. Maybe not different. Some You recognize some of them. But... It's almost as if this star map is just from a different location in the world. And as you look at this star map, you feel this overwhelming surge of emotion, of familiarity, of that's the place you belong. Wherever that star map is, that's where your family is. That's where you belong. He kind of like looks at the star map going back and forth between the two. They, they don't look similar at all. Um, you see maybe one or two star, one or two like constellations, mini constellations that might be familiar from the, the star map to the stars above you. He just keeps like trying to like piece it together in his head. And he's like, this is something I've been missing. This is, this is, and he tries to show the stack. He's like super excited. Now he's the like, stack, the stack looks this at it and just hurts, like, but this is laser pointer. Something the I was, I was <laughs> missing. And he's like, Look, and he's like trying to show his hand to the deer. The deer and then, just looks at it and nods and says, hmm, stars. Yeah, these are stars, but they don't match. And he kind of like points up to the sky and is looking back at the deer like, this is what I've been missing. And as he says that, he kind of like grabs the back of his neck as sparks, like, sparks yeah. fly. And he's just like, ah, oh, okay. But this is, this is cool. This is important to me. This is vital. And he's just like staring at the deer with like wide eyes. The stag huge just looks at eyes. you, very calm, placid eyes, and just gnaws its head, and then gestures back to its belly and says, "All in time, brother. You will find your place. Just all in time." How could you say that? This is the this is the first thing that I felt that's. Rem- like, remotely familiar to me. Those who are overwhelmed by emotion lose themselves and often feel regret and emotion not loved. So calm yourself, brother. He kind of gets frustrated and, like, he kind of, like, wants to say something to the stag and then it's just like, Okay, and kind of plops back down onto the ground and leans back. He's just like, if this is something that is vital to where I came from, that'll be enough. The stag nods his head, and then he looks at you and says, What 
can you do? What can you do to find that place? Well, explore. That, th- at least this constellation looks familiar to that one. That one looks like, that one kind of looks like a stag-ish. I don't know. And he kind of <laughs> looks back you at... Like, you hear like a chuckle and you're like, uh, 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 that is my constellation. Ooh, wait, you, you have a constellation in the when sky? I was born, that appeared. He's going to roll an insight check. He's going to roll an insight check. The stag just nods its head slowly. That's a 17. He's telling the truth. He's just bewildered. Like, (laughs) his brother is now the coolest person on the planet. Because something that's familiar to him is also related to his brother now. And he's like, oh my gosh. You must be family. And he's just like grabbing the antlers now. Like, he's (laughs) rotating around. He's like, oh my goodness. The stag just like, Kind of like, as you grab his antlers, and he says, yes, yes, we we are brothers. And then he cocks his head and he says, we, we are brothers. Mm. And he pops back down. And, just, and he kind of just like, he, he still has a smile on his face, and he's like, well, thank you for helping me with this and kind of just looks at his hand and pulls up the little horn and just hugs him close to his chest. He nods his head and just says nothing and just is there for you and just is happy with you. And Blank's just going to look at the sky. As, as you look at the sky, you slowly drift off to sleep, or as much as a Warforged can sleep. Power, low power mode. <laughs> low power mode. And we're going to jump back to Vesper, the last member of the cast that is not asleep. Vesper, you have gotten back from cleaning the place. Yeah, I'm going to Stag's. Alright, you you walk in and little ding as you open Stag's door and whoo, the Stag head pops up from behind the desk and he's like, why well, hello! You're back! Hey, Stag. Um, Did you I, do it? Yeah, I cleaned it. Then he turns and looks at the potted plant on the table, and he says, See that, honey? You did it. I told you. You owe me now. And he holds out his hand, and the plant like leans towards him, and a small bud appears on the plant, and then boop, the bud plops off into his hand. And, <laughs> and he, he takes the bud, and he's like, Ha, ha, ha. That's six for me and 3,000 for you. Ha-ha! <laughs> you lose bets to a plant? I lose bets to my wife all the time. Oh, okay. Well, I cleaned it. I cleaned the shrine, and you you said you would help us find a good hunting spot if I did? Mm-hmm. Come over here, leaning close. I lean in close, slowly, <laughs> cautiously. He, he leans in, leans right, the stag, like, head is, like, poking your ear. And and you just hear a voice slowly whisper, Good job. You did it. I'm proud of you. So proud. And then he reaches out and grabs your hand and pulls up your hand and puts the seed in your hand and then, like, curls your fingers over it. And then he, like, shakes it for a second. He's like, there you go. That's for you. And he leans away and he's like, you're welcome. 
But uh, how I look at the bud in my hand. It's a. It's less of a bud at this point, and it's kind of morphed into a seed. There is a pointy end on one end. It's like a sunflower seed is what I'm picturing, except okay. bigger. Probably, I don't know, the size of like a... Like a, the pit of a peach or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like the pit of a peach, except it looks like a sunflower seed. Oh, okay. Um, but that size. I say, how will this help me find how to hunt? Is it magic? He looks at you and says, Yes! This will tell you where to go. I promise. Do I plant it or something? Nope. You just hold it and you look at it. Tomorrow, though. Do it tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Thanks, Dag. Uh, is is Blink back? No, he's uh he's having family bonding time with his brother. Um. Okay. Uh. Okay, I guess I'll just go go then. Uh, thank you. <laughs> of course, you're welcome. I thank you for cleaning up a cheddar shrine. What a good, upstanding citizen you are. Um, yeah, um, anytime. <laughs> um, oh, well, not anytime. Sharon's got to do it some of the times. Yeah, she... Otherwise, she... my epic cosmic plans will be ruined. And he turns and, like, the staghead just looks off in the distance. Uh, oh, oh, okay, Stag. Um, yeah, she was there to clean it when I got there. Oh, shoot. I forgot today was her day to clean it. Dang it. Yeah. Um, you didn't see anything she was doing over there, did ya? Just kneeling at the shrine and Okay, so thinking. you didn't see anything she was doing. Good. And he just nods his head. This is good. This is, uh, everything is fine. Okay, and I'm gonna slowly back out. <laughs> he just—he just is still nodding. And, mm, good, yeah. Then he looks at the plant, and as you walk out, you hear him say, "It's all coming together, darling. It's working." As soon as I like shut the front door, I'm gonna book it <laughs> for like a good, like I don't know, hundred feet. I'm gonna book it, and then I'll start walking. Okay. That's fair. I just want to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before that psycho jumps on me or something. That's fair. Um, and then I'm just going to start heading towards um, the... Antlers Inn? Yeah, the, or the, what's it called? Kill and Grill'em. Kill and Grill'em, because it's only like 6, you said? Yeah, probably 6, 6.30. Um, the sun is like half setting, and the stars are just poking out right now. Yeah, I'm just going to head there. Um, okay. Yeah, maybe just chill for a while. Cool. You head in there, you sit down, and uh, you sit down. Andre walks over, puts a cup in front of you, and says, Here you go, boy. On the house. Then he slowly walks away. Um, And that is... I look around. You're you're not the only one there. There are a lot of people. Oh, is it just everyone gets free drinks there? Or... Maybe. You don't know. Okay. But there are a lot of people there eating their meal right now. And because Sharon's not there... Andre is running the whole place by himself. So okay. he is he is walking tables and he's cooking in the back. Okay. Awesome. And uh, that is where we are going to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, for sticking in for episode three. Um, if you enjoyed what we're doing, if you enjoyed Stag being creepy and Horace being a good grandpa and the and the golden stag being a good big brother everyone's just so good, then um, please leave us a five-star review. 
on wherever you are listening to this podcast. Um, and tell your friends. Word of mouth is the best way to spread something like this. Um, you can also email us if you have a longer message that won't fit in a review at channeldivinitypodcast at gmail.com. Um, we have social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram that you can go find us on and follow us. If you want to see some more up-to-date stuff, maybe some random pictures that we might put up of ourselves. Um, also, as DM, names are very difficult for me. If you leave a review with a name in it or you send us an email with a name in it, I will do my best to use that name in the podcast. I can't promise I will use any na- every name, but I'll do my best. Um, thank you again so much for listening. One more time, going around the table, we have... I'm Cassiel. Vesper. I'm Blank. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Keep tuning in. Hey, this is Dean, post-show. Just wanted to let you guys know that if you liked those sound effects that you heard during this episode, uh, we get those from freesound.org, where a lot of different creators can license their music. If you want to check out any of those creators or the licensing or anything like that, then go to our website, which is linked in the episode description, and uh, you can find all the attribution on there. Thanks, guys.